In Jesus' name, guide my words and impact the ears of every single person listening to this podcast. Amen. God cannot change anyone that isn't willing to open their heart onto him. God cannot touch anything that you're not willing to give him. Let go of your will so that God's will can be done in your life today. Hello, everybody. I am back with another episode, and this one is called Feed Your Flame. Feed Your Flame. So before I start, I'm just going to pray right in, in Jesus' name. Let this episode to be a powerful tool to touch many people's minds, God. We're just going to ask that you create in us a clean heart, God. Renew our minds so that we will be willing to accept your word into our hearts, into our minds, into our soul, so that we will be able to take this word and let it to exemplify in our lives and touch other people. In Jesus' name, amen. I am so excited for this episode. I woke up one day and my principal asked me, are you feeding your fire or are you doozing your flame? Are you feeding your fire or are you doozing your flame? And this is so important because what does it mean to feed your fire? It means, you know, how do I say this? So a fire, it's something that it's it's noticeable. It's so powerful. It's like... And the thing about fires is that people notice it. Like, it, you, it can't go unnoticed. A fire is something that con- consumes the entire area, and fires can do a lot. Fires leave a big effect. And for this fire, I'm talking about the fire of your life. I'm talking about your light. I'm talking about your walk with God. And it's important to, you know, keep your fire going, to never have that fire die down. I remember in the Bible, it talks about how there's a fresh fire in his bones and he was too wary of holding in God's word. He couldn't hold it in because it was a fresh fire that was just about to burst out of him. And that's so powerful. Now, where is the location of your fire? The location of your fire, it comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, they said, that the Holy Spirit just came down and people started to be able to speak in different tongues that were unknown. People were filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit and you can too today. So how do I feed my fire? Give thanks to God. Today during YPG, that's a club called Young People for God. He say, the preacher, well, the leader for today that was preaching, he said, bloom where you are planted. And what I get from that is be thankful for full for <laughs> be thankful for where you are right now in this situation. Like if you want to be um let's say the best actress in the entire world, you want to get to Broadway w- one day, but right now you're just in Maryland. Right now you're just in PG County. Bloom where you're planted. See, if school was still going on and you want to be the best actress on Broadway, what is one way you can bloom where you're planted? You can join the drama team. You can join the drama club and you can start acting there. You can start acting in talent shows. You can start acting in your bedroom. You can start reading scripts, studying on how people got out of where they were and made it to Broadway. That's how you feed your flame when you're trying to bloom where you're planted. See, oftentimes people look at what they don't have and they look at, Instagram, which sometimes is just a facade, and they compare their lives to what they see on Instagram. But you have to remember, people do not show their failures on Instagram. 
So Instagram is just a glimpse of what life really is. It's not like even the people that you know personally, you may see that they post things, but that doesn't mean you know somebody completely just off of their post. You actually have to have a conversation with them. You actually have to get to know them. So to feed your flame, I would say start by giving thanks for where you are right now. I put it like this. If one of your friends asked you for a dollar and you gave them that dollar and after you gave them that dollar, they were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Chelsea. You don't understand. I was so hungry. I had no money. You don't understand what this dollar did for me. I really appreciate you. If they were ever in that situation again, you would willingly drop even more than $1 because you've seen how thankful they were for just that $1. It's the same with God because we're created in his likeness, in his image. If he sees that we're so thankful for something that other people may see as little, like if God gave us a dollar and we literally got on our knees, we praised him, we thanked him, we told everybody about this testimony, God will, of course, he'd be willing to give you more because you show him that you are so humble and that you are willing to be used. You are willing to be received, receiving, willing to be receiving. (laughs) But what am I trying to say? When you're thankful for what you already have, God is going to want to give you more. And that's going to feed your flame. Also, use your gifts. Use the gift that God gave you. Every single person has a special gift from God. And that's so beautiful because although everybody is different, everybody is kind of the same in the sense, only in the fact that, you know, we're created in God's image and we each have a gift. So you have to find what your gift is. If your gift is speaking, you can start a podcast. If your gift is sewing you can start a sewing business this is just me speaking because you know i know myself and the bible talks about how jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith and nobody knows the book better than the author so it tells me that if god started a good work in me he will complete it until the day of jesus christ that's why i'm using examples that i did Feed your flame using what you already have. Go with the strength that you have and use the resources that you have. When you use what you have, it will teach you in any situation to be able to be content and to be able to adjust no matter where you are. So I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 because giving thanks, it's such an important thing that ties into feeding your flame. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, in every situation, no matter what the circumstance is, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now verse 19 says, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the work and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So when we talked about how giving thanks leads to feeding your flame, this is what I was talking about. When you thank God, you're not quenching the spirit. Quench means to get rid of. It means to extinguish. And to extinguish, that means that fire is gone. Like if a house was on fire, people will get a fire extinguisher. People will get hoses. People will do whatever they can to be able to extinguish that fire. But when you are so deeply rooted in the Holy Spirit, consistently giving thanks in all circumstances, no matter what enemy, no matter what force, no matter what anything, they cannot extinguish your fire. They cannot extinguish your fire. Now, verse 20, it talks about how I was telling you guys to use the gifts that you had. You see how everything connects. Verse 20 says, do not scorn or reject 
gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. But test all things carefully so you can recognize what's good. Hold firmly to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil, withdrawing and keeping away from it. So what does this what does this do for me now? When you're abstaining from evil, that means you are starving your flesh and completely feeding your spirit because you're not doing what sin is. You're not doing anything that could lead you to sin. And this is a perfect way to feed your flame. I cut out everything. I cut out everything. And just hear me so clearly when I say this, there are going to be people that can walk away from you. There are going to be people that God will remove out of your life or allow you or allow them to walk away from you or you to walk away from them and allow it to happen. Pray that prayer, God, just cut off everything that isn't for me. John 15 verse two talks about how God cuts off every unfruitful branch and prunes every fruitful branch so that it can bear even more fruit. So pray that prayer in Jesus name and allow God to cut out anything that's not going to benefit you anymore anything or anyone, because that's what you want to do to feed your flame. You don't want anything to hold you back. You don't want a habit to hold you back. You don't want a friend to hold you back. You don't want anything to hinder you from being where you're, where you need to be. The Bible talks about how now, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 12, one, let us cut off everything, every weight, every person, every block, everything that may hinder you from going, growing in your walk with Jesus and run that race, run that race and do not stop until you reach that finish line. Cut out everything that's not going to help you grow. If you want to fan your flame, you got to feed your spirit and starve your flesh. Now, what does starving your flesh look like? What is that thing that takes up most of your time with that could be going to God? Now, like I said in the last episode, it could be social media, it could be a person, it could be your mind, it could be a sport, believe it or not, whatever thing is kind of like an idol. It's not letting you completely devote your life fully to God, because that's why we're here, to give glory to God. So you got to cut that stuff out and start to do spiritually healthy things like reading your word, or singing, or Bible study, or Having accountability partners or people that you can read your word with, worship with, learn with, even have normal conversations with that are spiritually healthy. Like you don't have to gossip all the time. You don't have to. Another thing to fan your flame, we already went over giving thanks, using your gifts, drawing near to God. And the next thing, number four, is confession. The Bible talks about in the book of Revelation how they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So confession is number four and testimony is number five, but I'm going to tie these two in real quick. When you confess your sins, you're allowing healing to come in. A lot of people may have went through heartbreak and they're still allowing that one heartbreak to hinder them from growing, not just in their walks with God, but as a person. So I would say, based off the Bible, the Bible says, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man produces wonderful results. But before that, it says, confess your sins to one another. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. The power of a 
the power of a right the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective but i do like the version that says it produces wonderful results because there's power in the tongue and when you're having righteous people consistently devote themselves in prayer for you you will see the results eventually there is power in prayer there's power in prayer so do not be afraid to confess your sins do not be afraid to confide in people but just make sure that you're confiding in the right people people that are not going to judge you people that are not going to spread your business people that you know that you can actually trust and maybe you don't have those people yet Pray that those people can come into your lives and in the meantime, just confide in God because you know he will never leave you or forsake you. Now your testimony. It's very important to testify to the goodness of the Lord because like we said, if your friend needed a dollar and you gave it to them and they were sharing how thankful they were to you, how you helped them, what that dollar did for them, it will Open more doors for more blessings to be able to come into their lives. Not only that, your testimony is a product of something that can happen in someone else's life. Your testimony is hope. Your testimony is hope. So when I hear a testimony that someone bought a car, that's giving me hope that, oh God, you did that for them. And you're not a respecter of persons according to your word. And that I'm created in the same image as you so i know you can do it for me if it's your will and that's such an important prayer if it's your will because maybe that's not the plan that god had for you maybe god wanted you to rest right now and succeed later in life you just have to consistently work hard and pray that god's will is being done in your life always feed your spirit so that you can burst into a flame that nobody can set down and how do you do that I'd say, know who you are. It's all about identity. When you know who you are and you know whose you are, nobody can stop you. Nobody can set you down. People can try to attack you, but it won't prosper. That's why the Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God never said the weapons wouldn't form. He said that they wouldn't prosper. And that's all that matters. They can try. They can try. They can try a hundred times a million times, but that doesn't mean it's going to prosper. So just keep God at the center of your life. And when you are so drowned and devoted and focused on him and his will for your life, it doesn't matter what anyone tries to do to you. They will not succeed and they will still look at you and be like, how is everything still going so well for him? How is everything still going so well for her? Because God is fighting with me. God is fighting for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is with me, who can be against me? When Moses had God, God was able to part the sea. When Peter had faith and was with Jesus, he was able to walk on water. Keep God right next to you and make sure that God is for you. I was talking to my mom the other day. And we were talking about how it's important on what you put your name in. So let me put this example. Why is it important to pray in Jesus' name? Say your car is in your parents' name. If you're speeding down the road and a speeding camera catches you speeding, they send that ticket to whoever's name the car is in. 
They're saying that it doesn't matter who was driving, the car is in their name. So whosoever, whoever's name it is, they're the ones that have to handle it. So when I decide to pray in Jesus' name, I'm saying, God, I can't take these problems on my own. I'm going to pray in your name and give you these problems so that you can be able to deal with that. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you're giving him every anxiety, every struggle, every trouble, every thought, every fruit of depression, anything that's, that you are worrying about, even if it's a financial situation, you're saying, God, I put this in your name. This is out of my hands and it's now in your hands to handle because it's in his name. So every single time you pray, make sure you pray in Jesus name. Continue to feed your flame. Find your purpose, find your gift, find what it is that God called you to do and be planted in that. Be planted in that so that you can blossom where you're already planted. And eventually as time goes on, as you continue to grow, God's will for your life will continue to grow because you're in his will. Just no matter what you do, make sure God is at the center. When you keep God first, everything else will follow. And if God is for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. So I'm going to ask one more time. Are you feeding your fire or are you dowsing your flame? See you next time.